And for me, it was just all I had ever known was working in the egg industry. I mean, my identity was so much into my job that I didn't know who I was apart from that job. And so I think that was honestly my first step was figuring out who am I without this job? Like, even though I'm still working this job, like take the job out of the equation. Who is Maddie? Who is she? What does she like to do? What are her priorities in life? What does she want life to look like? Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, Hopping along for a tractor ride or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Gather and Growth. Today, I am joined by someone who has become a really good friend over the past, oh gosh, I don't know, year and a half, almost two years. She has, I think, just one of the most inspiring stories of, ah. I don't even know where to begin. Like having the realization that life is good, everything checked off the boxes, everything's good on paper, but that inner knowing that something is not quite right and then really leaning in to do the work to figure it out and committing to the process and then now being in a totally different place. So I cannot wait for you to hear her story of transformation and what that has looked like from the inside out. I'm going to try not to cry during this interview because I feel like I'm going to, if I'm being totally honest, just because I have worked with Maddie so closely as she's navigated all this. So Maddie, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast interview ever, so I feel very honored and yeah, I'm excited to dive in and just share more of what's happened in the last year and a half because life looks a lot different today than it did a year and a half ago. Like so different that I'm like, where do where do we even begin? So before we get into that, give us just a little context of who you are, where you're at. And gosh, normally I say what brought you here today, but that's kind of like the, the, whole, the whole purpose of the interview. So maybe give us like the 30 second version and then we'll dive straight in. Okay, I can do that. That part's easy. So um, yes, I am Maddie Ravenhorse. I am live in um, South Dakota in the southeast part of South Dakota on a farm with my husband, Bryce, and our three-year-old son, Halston. Bryce and I have been farming together since we got married seven years ago. So he farms full-time. And I guess up until a couple months ago, I was off the farm full-time, but we'll probably talk about that journey. But I am actually at home now. Um, and farm with him and also have a few business adventures that I'm sure we'll dive into. Okay, so let's rewind as far back as you want to, like as early as, I don't know, college or even entering the professional realm or really just bring us up to speed to where we were at when you and I met. Yeah, so I can give a little background. So I grew up on a farm, honestly graduated from high school, never thought I would be involved with the farm going forward. I was like, peace out, going to go to the biggest city in South Dakota, which is not a city. But um, I went to school there and actually just pursued like becoming a doctor. I was like, I'm going to become a doctor. I'm going to do this. I'm going to live in a city my whole life. 
And I found out I hated it. I hated living in town or in the city. Um, I did not like being inside all day. I realized it was going to be years and years of schooling. So I ended up transferring back to like the egg college um, in South Dakota, South at SDSU, South Dakota State University. And I met Bryce around that time. And he had just gotten this huge opportunity from his uncle to take over the farm. He never thought he was going to be able to farm. And his uncle's like, nope, there's not enough acres for you to come back. So you just go do your own thing. And then all of a sudden he got a call one day and he's like, you buy out my machinery, you buy out our acreage, I'll rent to you. So I met Bryce right when he got that, like a month after he got that call. So like we both were kind of in it together and we we just knew that we were going to be together and end up getting married. And it was kind of crazy how that all happened. But anyway, I went to college at SDSU for agronomy kind of found out that I could be like a doctor for plants. If you want to say that I always just, you know, describe that to people. Like I loved biology, but I wanted to be outside found out that I actually loved farming, (laughs) even though I wanted to get away from it. And when I met Bryce and we just started to farm together, I knew like, this is where I wanted to be. So I'm like any other person I knew. I always wanted to farm with him, but I knew it took off farm income growing up. My mom always worked off the farm you know, good old health insurance, all that fun stuff. So I pursued and I was like, I'm just going to try to climb up the corporate ladder of egg and just see where I can go. So when I met you, I had my dream job. I was working for the dream brand. I was a seed sales rep. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted to do um, when I was in college. And when we met in 2022, I did not like who I was. I didn't like the person I was. I didn't I mean, I liked the job, but I didn't like the job. I mean, I had a picture-perfect family. I had my husband. I had my son who was healthy and great. We had our farm, but something still wasn't right. So that's when I remember sitting in our spare bedroom, laying on the bed, just like it was late at night and I couldn't sleep. And I was scrolling Instagram and I had just started following you. And I saw you had one last opening for your last mastermind. And I just remember sitting there like, it can't get worse. Like I've literally felt like I hit rock bottom. So I was like, well, I'm going to sign up even though I don't know what I'm doing or getting myself into. And I said, this is so out of my comfort zone because like I just worked and was on the farm and I didn't have community and I didn't know what that was. And so I was like, yep, I'll sign up. And I feel like after like that night that I signed up with masterminds, like everything else from that day has just, it's changed completely. And it's taken a lot to get here. But yeah, I just... I always tell people like you can have what you think is the ideal life and like what you thought your life was going to look like, but there's this internal feeling that something still isn't whole. And that's what I was feeling in that time. Yeah. Which I think is such an interesting place to be in, especially when it is Maddie and I just keep using air quotes over here. You can't see it. (laughs) But you have the dream job. You have the picture perfect, the farm, the kids, the family, this career you've worked so hard for. You've worked up the ladder. You've you got it all in something. It's like an internal thing. You can't describe this misalignment, but we start to feel that. And then like shame ourselves into being like, why can't I just be happy? Why can't I be grateful? Like I have this beautiful life. I've worked so hard for this, but it seems like in the experience I have, the harder you push up against that, the worse it becomes. And so it becomes this internal, like, I don't know, shame spiral of, trying to figure out what to do with those feelings and then what that even looks like. So take us back to a year and a half ago, that first mastermind, what were some of, and gosh, this feels like forever ago, but what were some of the first realizations, the first things you were processing 
at that time in that season? Yeah, I think first, like the first thing that I had to realize was that like my job was not making me happy. And that was really hard for me because I had worked so hard and I thought I knew what I wanted and I was like on the path. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, my job is not fulfilling me. That took a long time for me to realize. I think that took me almost like the first entire mastermind. Like I kept nitpicking and trying to find other parts of my life that were like, oh no, it's it's this. This is why I'm unhappy or it's this. And then finally I was like, oh no, it's my job. It's my day to day is not aligning with what I want to do. Um, so that was definitely something that was that it took me a while, but once I realized it, then I just there was so much more to come. But um, the other part too, I would say is Bryce and I like we had our marriage is good, but we were not on the same page. We were on like two separate islands. I always talk like whenever someone talks to me or asks me about that, I'm like, well, we were on two separate islands, and there was like a small bridge between them, and we yeah. like we were fine, but like we were just so far apart in like. He had the farm and I love the farm and the farm's ours, but like he had the farm, he was doing what he loved, but I'm over here like faking it till I make it and I never made it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it just kept getting worse. So identifying that we weren't on the same page and that I did not express what was really going on inside of me, like inside of my soul and my heart, like he knew I liked my job, but he did not realize like when I told him I hated where I was, he like was shocked. So just just realizing that we were on two separate islands, I feel like that was a, something that came up really early in masterminds. Yeah. And was something that I had to work through and work with him in order to get where I'm at today. That was a big part of it. Right. Which I feel like this this piece is so transferable. When one spouse is kind of on this growth trajectory of figuring things out and trying to come into alignment and make changes and the other one isn't there yet or doesn't understand or feels like it's coming out of nowhere and if you're willing to share, what did that process of communication, getting even on the same book, I can't even say on the same page at that point, but what did that process look like as you helped him understand what you were navigating and starting to think about? For me, I had a lot of emotions going on. And you know this because you've seen me cry more than anyone else, but I had a lot of emotions I was trying to deal with. So I really couldn't form into words to him very easily without getting too emotional. So I ended up actually using letters. I think I wrote three separate ones. There was one that was super transformative and kind of got us like on the same page, but I think I have three on my phone still. So I would just write him a letter in like notes and like text it to him and be like, I want to tell you this, but I like, it hurts so much right now that I can't get my words out. So I felt like that was a really valuable tool for us. And he like could read it three to four times to really get where I was coming from. But the first part was just being super honest with him and being like, I love my family. I love where I'm at, but I, there's something inside of me that just doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm putting on the facade every day. I don't feel like I'm just told I felt like I was being an okay worker, but I was a terrible mom, that I was a terrible wife, that I just, I just didn't feel aligned. And um, for him and especially guys, I think they're like, well, what does that mean? Like you don't feel aligned. (laughs) And so I had to give him some examples and he always knew that I would love to farm with him every day, but like we just were, he thought we both were like, well, it's not possible. So it's never going to happen. And then when I started to like really dive into like how I was feeling and that I wanted to be around more because I traveled a lot for work and I wanted to help him on the day-to-day basis versus be the one who gets to get the call when she's three hours away doing a job she doesn't like that there's a breakdown, you know, just stuff like that. So um, I guess for us, it was, figuring out a way to make communication better. And for me, that was just using letters. I know that's not going to work for other people, but he still has them on his phone and I still have them on my phone. 
And like, I looked at him the other day and he's like, yeah, remember when you wrote this to me? He's like, you're a completely different person today. Mm -hmm. But he's like, I had to hear that stuff, you know, in order for us to get here. And it wasn't anything directly towards him. It was just like, we're in this together. So I just, I need your help to figure out how I could change my circumstance. Well, and especially at that point in time, you didn't even necessarily know what that meant. Like it wasn't even clear at that point, oh, this is what I want to do, or this is exactly why I'm feeling a certain way. It was like a SOS. I'm not even sure what's going on. I feel low key miserable and crazy, but trying to help him understand like where you were coming from while you were also personally trying to figure that out. Yeah. Cause at first, yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I literally told him, I was like, I feel like I could go and like, this is nothing against anyone, but like, I could go work at Walmart and feel better about myself than, you know, than do what I am doing right now. And for him, he was like, at first he's like, well, do you just want to be a stay at home mom? He's like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Other than I told him, I want to provide it for our family in a way financially that still works for us, but I want it to look completely different and on my own terms. So yeah, right away, I had no idea. So that part was kind of hard because he's like, he wanted to find a solution right away. But I had so much internal work that had to be done for me to figure out how I was going to provide for us and find something that I love to do. Mm, Okay, so let's dig into that. Because this is a huge part of the story is that that internal work and that kind of, I don't know, maybe it sounds cliche, but like soul searching to figure out what does next even look like? Because I'm sure there's someone listening that's nodding along like, yeah, I totally relate with that feeling of maybe I'm not where I'm meant to be. Maybe something needs to change, but now what? Yeah. And for me, it was just all I had ever known was working in the egg industry. I mean, my identity was so much into my job that I didn't know who I was apart from that job. And so I think that was honestly my first step was figuring out who am I? Without this job, like even though I'm still working this job, like take the job out of the equation. Who is Maddie? Who is she? What does she like to do? What are her priorities in life? What does she want life to look like? So I think that's where it started for me. And that's where therapy definitely has has helped me with that. But I didn't start therapy until eight, nine months into this, I think. So for a while there, I feel like on the mastermind calls and our group calls and all that, I would I would just kind of like have these conversations with women and see them doing things that lift them up inside. And I'm like, okay, what is that for me? Well, I love to farm. But then I also figured out that I had this creative side to me. And I knew I was creative. I loved art in high school and I um, loved to draw and design. But like, I never thought I could merge the two together. So I just started diving more into that creative side, whatever that looked like. It might have just been drawing, it might have just been coming up with just an idea and creating it. And like, just that creative side, I think is what kind of fueled me to get to where I am today. Yeah. And so I, you know, thinking about like the mastermind sessions last year, it was like the first one was that self-realization of like, I'm not where I'm meant to be. Oh my gosh, what does this look like? And then going forward was like, okay, now what do I want? Who am I? How does this fit into the bigger picture? So bring us up to, um, cause you came to the retreat in Destin. So how did that experience play into this bigger picture and ultimately serve as a catalyst for the work you're doing now? Yeah. So going into, I mean, I remember when you launched the retreat and I was like, yep, I'm going even before talking with Bryce. Cause I was like, I don't care. I'm figuring out a way. I don't care if I have to take unpaid time off of work. And then after he had seen how I had changed over the few months. He's like, yeah, you need to go. Cause he's like, I think this is where you can figure out what you want to do. Um, so for me, the retreat, 
it was just like masterminds on steroids, even though we were only there for four days. Um, and I knew nobody other than you going into it, but it helped me figure out what I wanted to do. It helped me put words to how I was feeling over the last few months. It helped me put words to like, this is what I'm going to do to provide for my family. I mean, the business that I've started now, I voiced the the name of that business at the retreat. And even though, you know, I didn't fully start my business up until, you know, four months ago or whatever, but I still like I gave name to it within a group of people. And I just I remember that moment when Kaya was like, What do you want to do? And I was like, I am going to start Prairie Elements to provide financially for my family while farming alongside my husband full time. Like I just remember saying that and it was like it was a life changing moment because I put words to it. I spoke it out loud. And from there on we made a plan of how to get there. So it was super powerful. It, it helped me finally decide what I wanted to do and kind of pivot and go down another, that other lane that I was, that I was searching for for so long. Hey friend, are you ready to take your growth to the next level? Do you crave building meaningful connections with like-minded women who get you? Then you need to be at the Ascend Retreat. My upcoming Ascend Retreat is a four-day event that will be held in Gulf Shores, Alabama from March 14th through 17th. During the retreat, you'll have the opportunity to connect with other real women who are passionate about personal growth, gain clarity around your goals and priorities that are keeping you awake at night, learn from experienced coaches and mentors, including Kylie Epperson, Coach Kaya, and yours truly, create an action plan to bring your dream life to fruition, and participate in workshops, guided activities, and individualized coaching that will not only help you grow and evolve, but shed the limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck. So what are you waiting for? Register for Ascend today and start the journey to becoming the most aligned, healthy, and purpose-driven version of you. Links to learn more and register are in today's show notes. But wait, there's more. Did you catch that cheesy reference? Podcast listeners can use code GATHER to save $200 off retreat registration through the month of September. Again, code GATHER at checkout to save $200. I simply cannot wait to ascend with you on the beach this March. I remember walking into that conversation and like the Maddie who sat down at that table versus the Maddie who like got up was completely different. It was like the the light was just like radiating from you in that moment. It was like one of my favorite moments of the whole retreat. Yeah. Everyone, like I said, I didn't know anyone hardly when I got there, but we all had gotten to know each other. And at the table, they're like, your shoulders lifted back and you were just so confident. And that's what I felt. Um, And I had no idea how I was going to get there. Like I didn't, I mean, I was still working my full-time job at that point. I mean, Bryce and I had a couple of the tools that we needed to start this business, but like it was all super new to me. But I just knew deep down, like I finally had put name to that feeling that was, you know, that feeling that was stirring inside for so long. Right, right. So that was November. And now it is, gosh, what is it? It's the end of August. (laughs) Yeah. This will come out in September. So not quite a year ago, but almost. So what has transpired since then? Because it's not as easy as, oh, I went to the retreat. You know, my my story is I went to a retreat and told my boss the next day I was leaving, which would not have been your reality. I don't think that uh, we would have felt safe doing that. So, 
Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. But it happened at the right time. That's okay. And that's what I think is so important to understand about experiences like this is it is so deeply personal. And at that point in time, the goal was spoken out loud and the confidence was there and the willingness to you know, start taking action towards it had been put into motion. But there was a lot of things that transpired after that point to get to where you are now, which I think that in this world of social media, we see this like glamorization of like the end product or what am I trying to say? Like, oh, I wanted to do this thing and then I did it. And then it immediately happened. And now it's like sunshine and roses and everything's great. But there was a lot more work to be done after saying it out loud to actually bringing it to fruition. So tell us a little bit about what this year has been like. Yeah. So I would say after the retreat, I remember getting the business idea and coming home. And then like three weeks after the retreat, I had, I think like three people reach out to me about doing signs for them. And so like, that was my first like sign that this was right. That I was like, okay, well this, this business is coming naturally. So I started saying yes to these offers without even knowing what I was doing. So that was, I feel like the first thing that had to happen. Like I just had to say yes. And we figured it out. Then after we did some of those custom projects, I remember Bryce, we were having supper and he's like, I think this actually can work. He's like, I think like we actually have something here. Like we hadn't done anything massive, but we had put together some stuff and he's like, I think we actually can do this. And like, this could be a business and like, you could just be home and we could do this. And so I felt like that was like a first, like important part that had to happen at this time. I was still working my full-time job and I'd say after the new year, so like starting 2023, I just kept experiencing horrible stuff in my job. I just realized I'm like, this is not where I want to be. And I remember talking with you probably in March, maybe that I was like, well, I'm going to stick it out for one more year because I can save up, you know, all the money. And I was like, and I can like make this little egg in my savings account. And then I can quit my job and start Prairie Elements full time. And yeah, so that was March. And I think I was it May. Yeah, it was May. And I, I had a bad day at work. And I remember hopping on the mastermind the next day. And I was like, I'm done. I'm like, I have to quit. I just couldn't do it anymore. So there was a lot of stuff within my job that happened that just kind of accelerated me leaving. And Bryce was on board with me. I mean, he, I remember coming home and he's like, I, he's like, I can't see you come home distraught again. He's like, this is, you know, to the point where it's not serving our family, but so much had to happen before I could just make that decision. If that makes any sense, like all this stuff had to happen first. Then it's like, once I figured that out, then I realized how bad my job was. And then I realized I could leave. Like there was just these steps that had to happen before I could, before I could leave. But then, yeah, I quit in June. So I've almost been home full time for three months, which is crazy. Yeah. Cause I thought I was going to stick it out till 2024 because I wanted to have all the finances figured out and I just quit and it has been fine ever since. <laughs> so, well, I think it's important to note like the inner work that you were doing and understanding like your need for security. Like, Maddie's an Enneagram six for anyone who's listening and understands what that means. But, you know, not only building the confidence in yourself and your business, but also doing the things that you needed to do in order to feel secure in the decision. And then balancing that with the, like, how much security do I need? How much, like, you know, what does this all look like? What's being 
I don't know, savvy or smart versus like, what's just jumping in and trusting the process. Like there is no one right answer. I get this question all the time for women who are interested in, you know, leaving their careers either to stay home or start a business or whatnot. And I think the takeaway is you have to understand what makes sense for you and your family. And there is a a certain element of having stuff figured out and having your ducks in a row, so to speak, but there is uh, this whole nother side of trusting yourself and trusting the process and being okay with not having it all completely figured out. Yeah. And that's what I've learned through this whole process is like, you just have to say yes and do the stuff that scares the absolute crap out of you. I probably shouldn't say crap, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like I just, I did, I mean, I had to keep doing the things that scared me. I mean, going to the retreat was scary coming home and starting therapy after the retreat was scary. But therapy, I felt like was the one thing that got me to the point of having the confidence to quit my job and be like, I am no longer going to put myself in a position that I am not okay with, you know, and I don't want to be treated like this anymore. And I mean, Bryce and I had this perfect plan, right? Of like, you're going to save this much money and we're going to have this much money in our business account. And the farm is going to have this good of a year for you to come back. And then like we did that and we both looked at each other and we're like, it's never going to happen at the same time. So let's just do it and see what happens. And I can always, like we said, I can always find a different job. There's jobs out there if that, you know, if that was the case. But as of right now, I am busy, if not more busy with my business and the farm than I was with my full-time job. So tell us more about Prairie Elements. You've dropped it by name. You've been talking about tapping into your creative side. Tell us more about this business and like how it even came to be and what the work you're doing today. Yeah. So um, Bryce and I and his dad, actually, we invested all into a CNC metal table. So it's a CNC table that cuts out metal with a plasma cutter. And we invested in that two or three years ago. And so that's why when we were in Destin, I was like, well, I really like being creative. And I have this piece of equipment that can do some really awesome stuff. Why don't I combine the two and see what we can make happen? So right now I'm I don't like to say strictly, but right now we're, we really are just custom metal signs right now is what we're making for people. We kind of got started by doing big signs for businesses. So that's where a lot of my work is right now is just doing custom signs um, to put either on storefronts or out. We even make like the framework to put the sign on if they want to put it in the ground and that kind of stuff. So that's where Prairie Elements is right now. And I love doing that. I also want to expand what we offer. So I invested in a CO2 laser after the retreat, which is going to allow me to like get into wood and tumblers and more like custom smaller items that for businesses and for like marketing purposes is kind of where I want to go with it. Yeah. So right now I just say that we do custom metal signs, but I can't wait to expand that here in the future because we just hope to do all the things. <laughs> I have so many ideas, but yeah, that's kind of what we're doing right now. And we actually... Did go to a vendor show a couple months ago, just did some generic signs. Like they didn't have custom, um, you know, names or anything on them, but we just did generic signs and learned a lot there. So we might do more of that down the road too, do some craft shows. But right now I have my entire list of signs is custom work for people. And we really want to target the egg audience because that's, that's who we follow. That's who we interact with. But um, we're starting to get business from other parts of you know, around us, other towns. And it's, yeah, it's been great. So cool. So you said even your husband notices you are a different, not a different person, a different version of you than Maddie a year and a half ago. Tell us more about what that means and what it looks like. Yeah, I think for, so like I've asked him, I'm like, well, what's different? And like, I know I've changed 
or I'm a better version. But he's like, well, he's like, you're a lot calmer. (laughs) He's like, you're, he just describes it as he's like, you're present in the moment, which I, I did not live that way for many years. Um, I always lived looking in the future and like, well, I got to do this tomorrow. And like, I mean, I'm not the best at it, but I, I try to be present. And he's like, I can just tell like you were like, you're there versus thinking about something else that's going on. And he can just truly see that I'm happy versus faking it. I think, I think for the long time, he's like, well, I thought you were happy, but he's like, this is what happy is. This is what it looks on you versus the happy that you were trying to portray in that old past job. Which is so interesting because I think that it, when you started this journey, you wouldn't even identified that way. Like, oh, that, no. that's how unaware we are in those situations. It's like, yeah, I'm happy. Everything's good. But now you're in like a completely different space. And yes, some of it has to do with your work and your daily function. Obviously, your day to day looks very different. But Maddie, just like knowing you and how much you have grown and changed, you also have an inner peace that you didn't know a year and a half ago. Yeah. I feel like whenever someone like now they ask me like, how's it going? And I'm just like, it's good. And I don't know how else to say it. Before I was fight or flight, you would ask me how I'm doing and I would, it was like a roller coaster. But now I just feel like it's good. Like we have stuff going on, but it's fine. Like I, and I don't say that as like to brush it off like I did in the past. Like I truly don't know what else to say other than it's good because that's what it feels like internally. And until you find that, like for me, I had to find it to realize I was missing it. Mm, mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I mean, I had to, I had to truly figure out what this felt like to realize like I went so many years without this feeling. So yeah, I've had a couple of people tell me that I'm way more peaceful. <laughs> so I mean, you've said it, but I've had a couple people that are like in my community that are like, you're different. And I'm like, well, this is how I want to be. This is how I want to be living my life. Right. And it just, I think it comes so much down to that intentionality. And like, Maddie, you are the epitome of doing the work and embracing the suck along the way. Because it's like I said, it's really easy to look at where you're at today and be like, oh, she's so peaceful. She figured it all out. She's running her business. Life is good. But this did not come without a lot of inner dialogue and challenging limiting beliefs and therapy and looking at past experiences and insecurities head on. And so I think that's so important to to describe in this situation because it's not necessarily an easy process, but I assume that you would say today that it's worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, not easy. Past few years, like it was either I was crying, I was figuring, I mean, there wasn't a day where I wasn't dealing with something to get to this point. Like it could have been a mindset shift over something, but Yeah. Or dealing like with past relationships. I mean, I've had to go to therapy to talk about relationships within my family to get to this point where I feel this inner peace. Like there's just so many pieces of it. Money mindset was a big one for me. Still is, you know, so, but it's a thousand percent worth it. I wanted to give up so many times. I remember being on those mastermind calls and crying and being like, here I am, the one who's showing up and crying again. And I wanted to quit so many times. And I would make myself take a rest, just take a night off. And the next day I was like, all right, we're going to do this because I can't live like I was. So yeah, it's totally worth it. And yeah, it doesn't have, and like, like I said, it's only been a year and a half since we met. And even though the time has gone by so quick, like it was showing up every day for a year and a half and it's still showing up today, but it was showing up every single day. 
and doing something to keep pushing me forward to making it to where I am. And I don't think I've given myself enough credit for that. I feel like we never do, but I'm starting to realize like I chose to show up. Yeah. Cause I think there's a lot of times it would have just been easier to be like, you know what? This is hard. I'm just going to go back to going through the motions, doing life on autopilot and cause everything's fine. And it was, you know, there wasn't necessarily a, a rock bottom, even though looking back on it, you can see, wow, I was not in a good place, but it's because of the past year and a half that you can retroactively see that now. Yeah, for sure. So cool. So to someone who's listening to this and nodding along and probably crying because they see so much of themselves in parts of your story, obviously we're all on different paths, different trajectories, different things, but like, what advice would you give someone that's in the shoes you were a year ago or nine months ago or six months ago or even three months ago? Yeah. So first, I think for me, a big part was it's okay to invest in yourself and it take time for you. Because for a long time, I was like, I mean, I saw other stuff on the internet and I was like, eh, I'm not going to spend the money. Like invest in yourself. Since that first mastermind, I have not stopped investing in myself. Whether it's masterminds, one-on-one coaching, a retreat. Honestly, investing in yourself means go do a weekend away and have some quiet time at a hotel or something. Like just do something for yourself. Like you are worth it. Because for a long time, I didn't, I didn't understand that I was worth it. Um, and I didn't think I was worth it. So invest in yourself. Do the stuff that scares you. Do the stuff that you don't think you could ever see yourself doing. If you would have told me two years ago that I'd be sitting here today and own a business and be farming alongside my husband, I'd been like, no, because there's no way I could even have quit my job. Well, it was scary, but I did it. So do the things that scare you. Have the hard conversations. I wouldn't be here today without opening up to Bryce. There's no way. It wouldn't have worked because even if I would have found what I love to do, even if I would have found Prairie Elements, if we are on separate islands, there wouldn't be this peace. So have the hard conversations. And that might be with your spouse or it might be with your boss or it might be with someone in your life. It might be a parent. I mean, I've had to, I haven't faced them, but I'm going to be having hard conversations with my dad in the future. Cause I've just had to go through some healing with that relationship. So, um, whatever that looks like for you, I know it's different for everyone, but just have that hard conversation and know that it's worth it because in the end, it's about your peace and your happiness and give like your spouse or whoever that person is a lot of grace because they can't read your thoughts. Cause I learned that too. For a long time, I thought Bryce should know how I feel, but that's not the case. So open up to them, but give them a lot of grace and let them have some time to process it. But I feel like those are the three things that kind of really sum up what I've had to tackle this last year and a half. And having the hard conversations with yourself. That's just as scary. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Getting quiet, taking the time to realize like, what is it do you truly want? I mean, like I remember mapping out what I wanted my days to look like because my days were chaotic. I didn't control them. It was always on someone else's schedule. And so I remember mapping out my ideal day. Now I have a day that looks like that almost like every couple of days, you know, and it's just kind of surreal to think about. Yeah. I love the piece that you were even talking about when you're in relationship with someone else, like you can't make them understand anything, but I think that you showing what growth looks like and gaining confidence in yourself and what you're doing, like 
you've been able to guide the people around you now on their own journeys. And now they are in different places in their life and mindset because of the work that you were willing to do, which is really a cool ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. And I didn't realize that either because I have a few close friends, but my best friend, she told me the other day, she's like, you have pushed me because she actually just started therapy. And she's like, you have pushed me out of my comfort zone. And every time you do, it has made my life so much better. And I don't like, I'm not going to boast about that, but that just makes me, it just makes every hard day that I had so worth it just to know that someone else is getting there slowly too. Yeah. I have said this a million times. I truly believe that this is how we change the world is by changing ourselves, taking the time to get quiet, figuring out what we really want, living authentically and aligned and doing the work. Like that's a beacon for, you know, it starts with the people in our house and then radiates beyond that into our communities and ultimately the world. So no, that's like the the really cheesy cliche thing to say, but it's true. And I'm just, I'm so proud of the work that you've done and where you're at today, because it hasn't necessarily been an easy route, but it's paid off. Super worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Very worth it. And super thankful to have found, I mean, I wouldn't be here without you, your community, all the girls that have supported me along the way. I mean, there's no way, there's no way I would still be sitting in a closet crying (laughs) at night because I don't know what to do. So yeah. And I just think it's crazy that you can, that people can find, like, I also want people to realize you can find people like this it doesn't have to be in your backyard. It doesn't have to be in the town that you do business in or, you know, your where your bank's at. Like literally the people I've met are across the country and they're the people who have gotten me here. So just don't forget that the world's a big place and like community is everything. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mike, drop that. Well, Maddie, you know, um, everyone that I bring on the show, I ask, what does personal growth mean to you? And I wish I had this answer for you a year and a half ago compared to now, but We'll stick with what does it mean for you right now? Personal growth to me is just choosing yourself every single day, no matter what that looks like, even when it's hard, and just taking one step, you know, one step closer to the person that you want to be someday. That's so good. All right, Maddie. Everyone listening wants to know more about Prairie Elements. So tell us where we can connect with you online and learn more. Yeah. So we do have an Instagram page going to be up and honest, not a ton of activity over there, but Prairie Elements. Um, It's at Prairie underscore Elements on Instagram. I am also at Maddie underscore Ravenhorst on Instagram. I share about Prairie Elements on there a lot. We also have a Facebook page, just Prairie Elements. And a website is coming soon. So hoping to get that launched here this winter. So excited to share more about that as well. All the things, (laughs) all the things, the fun, (laughs) the fun parts of being a business owner is, oh, now suddenly you're also a content creator and a web designer and a copywriter and all the things, but it's all part of the journey. So I can't wait to see what is in store for Prairie Elements and everything else that you guys have in the works. And I'm just so grateful for you. Thanks for sharing your story with us today. Thanks for having me. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? 
I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.